It's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's them wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. stay wise to the times is the game relationships and money talk in the old way oh and if you didn't hear the name just wise girls. Wise, girls. wise girls hey y'all i'm laura wise and i'm k ray wise ryan and we are dim wise girls dim wise girls is a podcast that explores the experiences of the everyday black woman We invite you into our sister space where we explore our authentic selves and ask the questions that go beyond the cliche answers. Real sisters, spitting facts and seeking truth. Hey, 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 welcome to the last episode of the season of Dim Wise Girls. I am your girl, Laura Wise. And I'm Kay Ray Wise Ryan, and we're coming to you live from the Cincinnati Library. (laughs) <laughs> you just added in our location. I did. I don't know why. Thank you so much to the Cincinnati Public Library. We appreciate these resources so that we can help the black girls stay swaggy. Yup. Anyway, y'all don't understand. Carrie has just now stopped acting goofy. <laughs> um, our pre-recording <laughs> ritual usually consists of coffee, but on the days where Carrie remembers her headphones... She becomes a lounge singer before before we can even get started. And she's totally <laughs> messed up my flow of like being ready to be like on on air talent. On air talent. Yes, the headphones, when you can hear yourself in the head maybe I should turn myself down in the headphones because it's like, oh, um, I don't know. Just makes you want to start singing. Uh yeah. But we have to make sure that the, the volume is right because if I forget the headphones or like last week, this, the little input thing to mm-hmm. plug in the headphones was missing and we thought the sound looked good on, you know, on the on the software. It looked good. Like I was coming in and I was very low. You were low. Because, uh, yeah, my voice is on a different frequency. Um, it is. It's yeah. very low. It's yes. so low. It's the lowest of low. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you have our grandfather's voice who just... I don't think I ever heard Granddad like yell at anyone or anything. No, because he was always like, "Hey, hey!" It was like it was already a whisper. Yeah, it was already like an elevated wisp. Yeah, wisp. The problems of the soft spoken. Like anytime our aunts or uncles or our dad say that, like Granddad was like yelled at them, I always feel like I don't believe you. <laughs> I was like, how? How? How, could he yell how at did? You? How did his voice doesn't even do that? I know. Anyway, now that K Ray has stopped being Tony Braxton, he we can return to this episode. <laughs> Sorry. And we can return we to can this continue. episode, which is America has a problem. America? America has a problem. Yes, America has a problem. And it's single black females addicted to retail. Ooh, girl, yes. yes. That's the topic of today. Okay. That's the topic of today. I like how today. you worked that in there. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we really just wanted to do like our last episode to be like fun and just yeah. kind of like self-expressive, yeah. and like me and Carrie talk about fashion a lot, and like I'm a 
I I talk about fashion a lot. I style people. Like I just feel like, you know, why not bring that here to the podcast mm-hmm. space? But we wanted to put mm-hmm. a fun spin on it because Carrie thinks I'm a shopaholic. Shop, shop, shop. Other people think I'm a shopaholic. I don't think I'm a shopaholic. I feel like I am building a collection. Yes, you're building a collection. And you say that like you're building an empire. I'm building an empire of clothes. Lucius, I have come here to take back my company. <laughs> yes, I I am building an empire of fashion. Fashion. Look, I I I am a professional performer. I am a yes. personality. I have to show up places mm-hmm. and when I do these things, I want to look good. Good. I want to look like a very inexpensive Tracy Ellis Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same yes. chicness, different price points. Yep. Mm-hmm. So quality, quality, quality. <laughs> Top quality, low cost. Boom. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, no, but I feel like there are lots of things coming into the fashion space that I'm like so digging. I really like sustainable fashion. Sustain. Oh uh, yeah, I like sustainable fashion. If too. you don't know what sustainable fashion is, it's just really coming from a r- more conscious standpoint because so many garments are made, so many garments are discarded worldwide that people are trying to lower their carbon footprint yeah. and really only shop secondhand. Um, I I remember almost like 10 years ago, or I don't know, six or seven years ago, where a lot of people who I knew in the fashion space were like, I'm going to stop buying clothes. You know, 90% of my wardrobe is going to be secondhand. Like, they're still going to buy, like, clean, you know, new underwear and things yeah. of that nature, yeah. but 90% of their wardrobe was going to be thrifted. And at the time, I felt like, whew, that's commendable. Yeah. Um, and it it also didn't feel realistic for me either because I thought, well, I'm a size 14, 16. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I had too many cheeseburgers, maybe sometimes I have to sneak into an 18. Um, but that's on the high end. On the high end, we say 18. On the <laughs> low end, we say 14, 12. Okay? 12, 14. Okay, Gary with the T. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is the real color of the day. But, uh I thought, that sounds too hard for me as a woman who is mm-hmm. at the lower end of the plus size spectrum because, hey, my size is popular. It's the, fir- it's the first one to go at the regular size in straight sizes, yeah. and it's the first one to go in the plus. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. And secondhand feels like the luxury of a smaller woman, of a woman who's between a six and a ten. Yeah. Um, and when I say ten, I mean, like, on the low end, 10, and not on the high. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Gary, with a T, because I feel like <laughs> these are really, like, the women are understanding what I'm talking about when I say on the high end and the low end. You got high yeah. end and low end yeah. size. because back in the day, back in the day, when Ooh, I was very was slim, I got down um, to about a 10. I think I, I was a soft 10, though. <laughs> I wasn't a hard you, 10. You was a 10 on the low end. I was a, yes, yes. I, so I know what that means. And it's like, it's like, most of the time you a 10, but if it's like a slim brand like a brand that cuts their clothing slim and cut it was like mm, mm, no the 10 mm-hmm. ain't gonna do it uh <laughs> like there's 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 a uh, okay high end low end so uh somewhere where you could get away with like getting into the smaller size it's like an old navy old navy always cut shit huge it's like yeah they, they, run, they well they run big they run big and i think they it's run generous yeah they have a generous they have a generous um 
cut of their clothing. So I actually, I love that. I love that, actually. <laughs> it's like, you know where you're going to be and when you're going on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what your size is. A large is a real large. Okay. But if you were to go into somewhere that had more of a, like, a boutique feel or uh, even in some designer spaces, like, where they're 10, it ain't no 10. This yeah. is not a 10. This is really an 8. Yeah. An 8. I mean, with within the same brand family, because I've, shopped a lot with Old Navy, like the old Gap, the Gap brands, which is Old Navy, Banana Republic. Banana uh, Republic is definitely going to be cut na- more narrow. It's cut more narrow. And I've shopped a lot with them because they carry tall sizes. Yes, because you have your own unique struggle I of had, being a woman over six foot tall. Exactly. So I need those long inseams. And, um, you know, I need to shop online. And I've always been, that's been my go-to brand because they have my inseam online at a decent price point at, at a very decent price point yes let's say that because there are some like boutique tall brands that i i look at it all the time and would love to shop at but the price point just be like mm, maybe one day when it's gonna sail and i'm feeling you know froggy but um yeah but within the uh the gap family of brands things are cut different like old navies cut the you know, the most generous mm-hmm. gap is cut a little bit, just slightly narrower than Old Navy. And then Banana Republic is even narrower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So size doesn't always matter. But I feel like a lot of places are getting better, even in the secondhand space. So where maybe about six or seven years ago, I felt like shopping solely secondhand felt like a task like that is a task for mentally if mentally but now I could say probably about 40 percent of my wardrobe well I think it's even changed because even over 15 years I would say going back 15 years I feel like when it first like sustainable like the term sustainable fashion came into play really you were hearing about brands that were being um, conscious of the fabrics that, and it, I feel like it was also very white centers. Like they were being conscious of the fabrics that they were using, mm-hmm. and the materials that they were using, making sure that they were safe for the environment. And it was all these like white centric brands that were kind of curtailing their their marketing to the yeah. white spaces. White spaces, and it was just like, you want me to pay how much for this little flimsy? You know, these, oh these, these neutral colored T-shirts, like, what are you that talking about? That are see-through? Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so it's like, ah, it's the sustainable fashion. I don't know, yeah. But. And also, I mean, in the truer space of sustainability, a lot of the girls are also concerned about the working conditions. So it's like, yes, this is, this material is better for the environment, but how are you treat? what are the working conditions of the people actually making these garments? Yeah. So it's a it's a really large spectrum of sustainability. So it's all you know, it's one thing about the environment, there's another thing about the conditions of the people making your garments. It's it's a really and wide then, spectrum. And then and then, which I think we're getting into this space now, it's like first it was the environment, then it was the conditions of the people working, and now I think they're going into more of a a wider, broader lens where it's saying like on even if the conditions of the company making the clothes is not so great, how much are you consuming? Mm, it's the consumption so, levels for me. Um, <laughs> it's like you can be kind of sustainable when you're um, aware of how much of this clothing you're consuming and then discarding. And th- how are you discarding it? 
how are you discarding it? Yeah. yeah, I think that's a big, it's a big thing because I think in America, disposable clothing is such a norm. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we consider, it's so much we don't consider because I feel like America is filled with disposable clothing. Like, yeah. $5 tops that you may never wear again and now it's time to give it away and where's it going? It's it's a big cycle. Like sustainable fashion is like it's a big it's a big realm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big big realm. I can say yeah. I I'm really happy that I can feel like I thrift a lot more than I used to. Mm-hmm. A whole lot more than I used to. Yeah. Um and I feel you know it 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 still feels like it's it's the luxury of a girl on the smaller scale to say Ninety percent of my wardrobe is secondhand. Yeah, but also I love the fact that I'm seeing more Black girls in the sustainability space. Yeah, like cause y'all making it look so flying. Yeah, so fly. Like I love thrift and tell. Is I, that th- she on TikTok? Yes, she's yes. on TikTok. Yeah, I think she lives in Atlanta. I don't know where she lives. I really can't tell. She's always somewhere. Sometimes I think she lives in Atlanta, and then other times I think she lives somewhere in Florida, but I don't know. Okay. I love the suspenseful mystery okay. of where does she actually live. Um, but, you know, she's shopping at Goodwill. She's taking these items, and she she's is giving you Cardi them. B. She's yeah. giving you Beyonce. She's giving you Lori Harvey. Yeah. And, girl... Yeah, she's thinking about totally different ways to style, different pieces. So out of the box. Turning tops into dresses, tops into skirts. Like, she is like, bruh. I feel like, anyway, I feel like sustainability anyway just feels like... You were you were explaining it to talk to us nice talk to us nice because the black girls we was like wait a minute we was already taking hand me downs and stuff from Goodwill and making it extra fly mm-hmm. we just putting this fancy word on it <laughs> you mean you mean you mean yeah. the Goodwill yeah yeah uh yeah nothing yeah. like white spaces to flip a new name on something that, that was already, already existed, existed. <sighs> the, the Columbus scene is strong yeah uh, <laughs> the Columbus scene is strong <laughs> but I think the thing that I am learning from the whole spectrum of sustainability is the really the elements of building the wardrobe and you know the pieces I always liked quality pieces but it's really like it's sharpening my eye Mm -hmm. that I'm having this style evolution (laughs) (laughs) and uh I think it's but I I do love the flavor of it there's thrift and tail um, there are also girls who kind of like do the mixing and the matching, which I appreciate as as a girl on the on the larger end of the spectrum. I appreciate watching the girls, even if they are smaller than me, because we really ain't got to be the same size for me to see the vision yeah, of what you got going like, on. Like we we're just talking about, it's like it's not even just smaller, larger size. It's all it's also are you an average height? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, that that really makes a difference in things. You know what I'm it saying? It does. And you got everybody has a different body struggle. Body, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of like clothes are really cut for like the lowest denominator, like the most common, the most mm-hmm. average, right? When there really is no average. So there's all this tailoring and fine tuning we have to do to clothes that you're buying off the rack. But yeah. Yeah, I, I love this. I love I love it. I think um, the Notorious Kia, uh, Kia, she really does well with, like, styling of gym shoes, with secondhand clothes, with brand new things. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen Bridgick. Everybody loves Karen Bridgick. <laughs> like, the more I talk about her, the more I find out other people are like, oh, you like Karen Bridgick? Just anybody who I can watch who's excited about the clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this other girl. She's not black, but um, B. Jones style. Mm-hmm. B. Jones style is cray-cray. Like, 
she be in the Goodwills, y'all, mm-hmm. and she be buying stuff that I be looking like, that looks crazy, girl. But then she style it, and it be like, it looks editorial. Yeah. It looks crazy good. And it be like, I, I, I be having to shut up. I be like, girl, I ain't see it. You did. I, I didn't see it. But you, I didn't you see saw it. the you light. Saw it. You saw you it. Saw the vision. I appreciate I want to shout out to all the girls who be looking at the stuff that sometimes be looking kind of crazy. Sometimes I'm one of those girls. But y'all be looking at the stuff that's kind of crazy, and you be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear that because I see how I can do mm-hmm. that. And then come to the scene and be like, girl, what is that? It looks amazing. But uh, what I love, I really love about the space The is – um. She's not black, but Alyssa Bell Temple. I really love how she's like, shop your own closet. Like, when you are inspired by something um, that you think you need to go out and buy, first think about what's in your closet and how to bring those style elements together to create a look that has the same feel to it before you go and buy something new. She's really opened my eyes to, like, using what you got. Um, The style elements really help you... Because then you can end up with something that you just wear once or only went with this outfit this one way. Yeah. But, like, when you're really incorporating what you already have into the looks that you desire, mm-hmm. it just creates so much gratitude within the fabrics yes. and the and the looks. It does. And it, it makes you realize you don't need as much stuff as you thought you needed. Yeah. What I like about Alyssa Bell Tempo, though, and all the girls are kind of like how they put these words. Now the thing is like you kind of have to have like a phrase or a styling mm-hmm. of like your style. Yeah. And we were talking about, because you were talking about this like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Where you were like, I'm trying to find my style words. And I was like, oh, I already know mine. In 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 <laughs> fairness, I've been working on mine for a while because this is actually not easy. It's, it's, it's not, not easy. It's not. You think about the style words and usually people have like three style words for themselves. Mm-hmm. So and it's really supposed to kind of like encompass what your style is and also kind of help guide you so that you're not buying things that you're not going to wear or, you know, things that you liked but maybe aren't necessarily a part of your overall style aesthetic. My three words are urban American, uh, what did I say, urban American classic? Yes, you did. That is me. Like, I love, and because it, it's hard for me as a person who loves and adores fashion, I'm mm-hmm. always trying to create a look. I feel like I spent the majority of my 20s recreating looks I saw in music videos. Mm. But the reality of that was like, sometimes it would leave me in these places where I had nothing to wear or I felt like I had nothing to wear mm-hmm. because I've already created the look. I can't regenerate this again, but... As I come, now I'm getting older, and now I really do feel like I'm creating my real, true style aesthetic, mm-hmm. and it it's an urban American classic. I like that because it's like it's Ralph Lauren mixed with earrings that I found at the hair store. Like it's yeah, it's it might be a retro look, but I'm still gonna bring some urban element to it, whether it be through my hair or my accessories, or maybe I put something really funky with you know sneakers. Mm-hmm. But I'm wearing. If I do do a sneaker, I want the classic sneaker. I don't need like these, you know, I, there's, it's it's a thing. It's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic. It's a hardcore aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So have you, have you worked on your three words any? I have, I have, I haven't settled on any words. I was just um, kind of brainstorming some words. I was writing down like everything that I felt like what was in my closet currently mm-hmm. and the things that I love and what I noticed about it. Um, but it was hard. It was hard looking for 
a word that really described everything. I mean, I had a different a bunch of different stuff on there, just like colorful, um, classic lines because I love classic lines, classic silhouettes um, that I think look good on me, like a line, a line skirts, a line dresses. Those are usually what's in my closet, and things are colorful. Things are, um, I would say classic, but like elevated in maybe like a fun, cute way. Um, it's, it's hard. It's kind of quirky, but it's very classic. Yeah. It's like classy, classy quirk. Yeah. Now you need one more word. <laughs> no. I don't know if it's too quirky. I, mean, not... I do love prints. I do love prints you do love and prints. patterns. And you and like color. fun colors. I like fun colors. Um, There's definitely a little quirk in there. It's a little, yeah, a little bit. Your quirk is the sprinkle, like how urban is my sprinkle. Okay, yeah. And urban, it doesn't mean just the blacks, but it also does mean black <laughs> uh, for me. <laughs> it does. It's like, you know, when white people go, it's urban, and you feel like, shut up. No, my urban is like a real it, it is urban. Another word that had came to mind the other day to me, I was like, hmm, metro. Metro? Maybe metro? Metro. I don't know. What, what well, is- well, metro came to me because I was thinking about, remember the catalog metro style? <gasps> yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I still get it sometimes. Does it, is it still a thing? I think it's still a thing. Or maybe I'm getting Venus. I don't know what v, catalog. You're getting Venus because I've seen I don't know what catalog house. is coming to my house. But I don't think, I don't think metro style is you a know, thing anymore. You know, mom has a style, a skirt from Metro Style. I was looking through some of her, like, mom has archives. Anyway. Yeah. Because mom also is a style, style. Yeah. We got it from her. But I was looking through some of her things, and I was like, can I fit any of this stuff, girl? Because you want some of your stuff from the 90s. <laughs> and I found this long denim blue jean skirt from Metro Style. Oh, my God. And I've been wearing it. Hold on. Here's the... Oh no! Oh no! no it's no, gone. It doesn't work. It, it popped up in Google, but you click on it. There's there's nothing there. There's no more Metro Style. Metro Style was like it. It had the flavor. It says that it's coming soon. We're working some things out, but I don't believe them. I don't believe them. Either. They've been gone a long time. But dang, I loved. You know what I really loved back in the day? Mm-hmm. The Spiegel catalog. Oh, the Spiegel catalog. Ooh. It, it has some bad clothes. Sharp. 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 White people don't say sharp, but black people, they be like, ooh, that, 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 sharp. that is sharp. <laughs> that is short. Look at that suit. Clean. Is sharp. You clean it in a border. Yeah, so that's another word that came to my mind, sharp. I, w- I wouldn't consider my style sharp, but because um, I was trying to think of some words that were more black-centric, mm-hmm. the things that, you know, kind of convey that element of the... The black American. Black American. I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I do. Because, you know, my goal, my goal kind of is minimalism. Yeah. My goal is to not, the goal, the goal of one day is to have the right amount of things in my closet that things are not overflowing out because I don't know where I've come into this space where I feel like I am overstimulated by too many things mm-hmm. um, and things not being neat, even though I'm not a neat freak. <laughs> like I get into my apartment sometimes and I'm just like, why is there so much stuff? If there was less stuff, I'd have less stuff to deal with. 
And so that's that'd be my goal. I'd be looking at my closet like, I want everything in here to be fabulous, you know, effortlessly be able to put looks together. And then I want enough space to have my hangers gliding across. So when I put something back, there's no chaos. There's no and I declutter a lot. Like you I do. get I get rid of stuff. K Ray a lot. will K Ray will set it free, honey. <laughs> she will. You'll look up and it'd be like, I'll, I keep a mental Rolodex of like everyone who was close to it. Like I have a Rolodex of my best friend's closet, my mom's closet, my own, my dog. Like seriously, like the the sheer amount of closetry in my brain is off the chain. Mm-hmm. And I'll be careful, like, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Like, well, what about this one little number you had that it was like, I gave that, I, I saw that to close mentor. I, it's gone. It's just, I'd be like, dang, that was cute too. Matter of fact, me and mom was just talking about how K-Ray be ready to give up stuff and we take it back from her. Like, girl, you about to give that up? Give me that. I've taken some stuff that you, well, you be needing to give up some stuff. First I've of taken all, some stuff hey. from you. Um, it's not, e- it's not easy. I mean, I know I do it. I try to do it often, but it don't be easy because I be thinking like, am I gonna, am I gonna want this in a little while? But then I be thinking like, I'm gonna be done bought some new stuff too. So it's true, it gets replaced eventually. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to think. Oh, I got some things you might want to come by and see if you want before I let them go. I I switched over my closet. and I found a few things that felt like no, or this is too big now, or, you know, just stuff. So come by. I've got a few things okay. that you might want. Okay, yes. Come by. Yes. But that's why it's important. Our closet to... goals are different. My yeah. closet goals is yeah. Carla Rockmore, who basically, her closet looks like an apartment. It looks like a loft. Well, it's two floors. Well, well, hold on now. Hold on now. See, since I moved out, you now have two closets, and uh, you have... A dresser, mm-hmm. a chest or drawer. You um, elevated your bed to the sky, and you have lots of space underneath your bed. I do. I do. <laughs> you have. <laughs> I'm sure you have probably things somewhere else. No, um, those are the only places. Oh, I got a couple of things in mom's closet. Yeah, so I was about to say, you've got a few things in mom's closet. Just some jackets. Just some, just, just some jackets. Just some jackets. Okay, now. Those are shared and, items between and me mama, and mommy. You and mama in the jackets. Mama <laughs> got a million jackets. The jacket. I be like, mama, you need another jacket? She be like, I ain't got that many jackets. Okay. I be like, <laughs> the mama, denial. She, she deflects all the time. If you bring up something about her clothes, uh, it'd be like, mama, now you know you got a bunch of stuff. We did good. We just decluttered my closet, what, the spring? Yeah, we did. We just decluttered my uh, closet in the spring. K-Ray is about to start her own closet organization business, and I feel like we're going to do it together because K-Ray is, like, super good at, like, the organization and the elimination and, like, the bringing the levels up so you feel more comfortable in your closet. I'm good at the how to build the aesthetic you truly want in your closet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. I've also found this app that will let you digitize your entire closet. Oh, yes. You've recently just found that and you're obsessed. I am obsessed. I've you're spent obsessed. the majority of the week digitizing my closet. Everything that's currently out. I'm not going through the, the summer, spring things that I put away already until, I don't know, it snows in the winter. I mean, but, how could you not? It's just like that scene in Clueless that felt like, Fashion. Every, everybody loved Turned that. Left fashion. She was like pressing little buttons on her computer and putting together an outfit. And now there's an app for that. There's an app for that. It's called Open Wardrobe. Please download it. 
Um, and let's be friends because then I can look in your wardrobe and make little outfits out of them. I love it. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's the it's best. Awesome. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. It's we definitely have different a closet goals. We definitely Ooh. do. But I did. I want to be one of those people though, but I, it, it's not it's, realistic. It's not realistic it's for not you. Realistic for me. But that was fun going through your closet this past spring because I came up with a system that I can't share with y'all because I think I'm going to trademark it. <laughs> 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 I came up with a system for going through your closet and what questions to ask yourself about those clothes and, you know, what to let go of. But did I fun. deflect? Was I like super no, you were really good. I want to do mom, but mom is like mom's gonna pulling be, teeth. People probably think I was going to be the one to be like, no, I can't let it go. But mom's going to be the one who's not going to be able to let things go. I just said I found a skirt of hers from Metro Style that had to have come out in the late 90s. She's got stuff from... Uh, the 1974. She does. <laughs> so she does. it's beautiful stuff, but <laughs> girl, no, she can keep that stuff. I, I, I like the ability to like maybe one day when I don't eat bread, I can get it back into this, and I can go. It was my mom's, but, uh, but it's not. It's not about the date either. I'm not like oh, it's no. from 1974. You need to let it go. Like no, no, not that. I'm not that. You only need to have ten pieces. No, 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 no. Keep what you love. Keep what you love. Um, but for me, it, it is like, I want things to be easily, um, retrieved and easily put away. It's true. It, it, I haven't you can got see there yet. Every, I've, I've found that if you can see everything, you can conceptualize it better mm-hmm. when it's accessible. Yeah. So you really did help me with that because I had a lot of stuff. I had a lot of stuff. Oh, I, you still, I still got, got a, lot a lot of stuff. stuff. You still got a lot Y'all of stuff. Y'all hear that judgment in her voice? Like, she don't, she likes to have a clean, cute, small closet. But as soon as it's time for her to go somewhere, who, she be in my closet like a stove. Like, mm, mm. Uh, I'm going to. You have a lot of dresses. A lot. A lot of dresses. I found, while switching my closet over, I actually have more summer dresses than fall, winter dresses. And you, you know, I really wouldn't need dresses as much from you if I had, because I have some dresses, but I just don't have shoes to go with them. And for me, finding shoes is always like trouble because, you know, I got, I wear a size 12, so try to find some cute shoes. On cute, top of the fact shoes. that we have body struggles, mm-hmm. do you think that there's a level of difficulty for black women because... We are our own niche. Like, we have our own needs. So there are places you like to shop, and there are, like, places that you need to go specifically because you need things like, if I want a strapless bra and I want it to be nude, you know, they nude oh, ain't our yeah, nude. Yeah. Or if I want some pantyhose. The, the the sheer struggle of pantyhosiery that I have to go through, like, I was upset that Walgreens closes earlier now since the panini mm-hmm. because I got my hair done, it was late, and I knew I needed some pantyhose this weekend, and I thought, man, I want some brown sugar pantyhose. Now, look, I like everything expensive, everything exclusive, but I want the cheap pantyhose from brown sugar because, A, they match, and I just like them, okay? I like them. They are the perfect color. It looks like hosiery, but it don't look like hosiery. Well, because I I love the brown sugar because they are 100% nylon. Yes. 
and so that means they are super sheer. Super, you can barely tell you have. You can barely. Uh, it's it's mm, it's chef's yes, kiss. But, but here's it, the main. It brings problem. that beautiful color to your legs, especially in the winter when when, when you need when, it. Well, yeah, when you need when a little need bronzing when of the legs. <laughs> okay, so here's the real problem about brown sugar pantyhose. They ain't at every Walgreens. No, you really need to be in the black neighborhood in a black Walgreens, preferably near a church. Because you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I think about it. The ones that be near the churches, the black neighborhood. And see, my hairdresser live near the Walgreens in the black neighborhood by the church. Mm-hmm. But I knew that was going to be closed by the time I left her house and I was salty. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, I really need, you know, America has a problem. They need to come back with the all night Walgreens everywhere because I need some brown sugar. And the same thing about makeup, too. Like, you got to go to the Target or the Ulta that's near, near the black folks to make sure they have your shade. Look, my best friend was just looking for this hair um, this hair mousse by this company called Do. Mm-hmm. Super cute, super nice stuff. Really like that brand. Here's the thing. We were in Kenwood. We were in, we were okay. in a predominantly white neighborhood. And she was like, let's go to Target. And I was like, we could. Go. I was like, there's a Target close to us. But if you if you want what you want and you want the selection of everything in this brand, mm-hmm. we need to go to a different, we need to go to Target in Norwood. Yeah. And she was like, Okay. I mean, she tr- <laughs> my best friend implicitly trusted me about things like this. She was just like, okay, let's go. And we went and they did. And then, like, probably the next day, I ended up going to Target in that neighborhood mm-hmm. um, in in Kenwood with you and mom. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They had, like, one thing out of that collection. Yeah. And it's like, look, I understand the stores are based on, the, their merchandise based on what they're selling. Yeah. But is it, I don't know if you can say you're not selling something if you only have it available for like maybe a month or two and then you didn't make any awareness that you do have it and then it don't sell and then you never get it back. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a slippery slopery of uh, <laughs> toiletry, hosiery, underwearery, yeah. mm-hmm. racism. <laughs> There is racism in the fashion space, and I feel it here on the low end. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, the consumer. But, you know, the the consuming thing, the consuming thing, because I was um, reading a book. I was reading a book. And because I had been looking into like minimalism stuff, just mostly for the ward wardrobe stuff, it was just like trying to like come up with some ideas and how I can like reshape how I think about consuming things. Because again, like I said, I come into this space where I just get overstimulated by having too much stuff. I just be feeling like my apartment is small. Like, why is all this stuff in here? But um, there is this one book called The Afro Minimalist. Afro minimalist guide to living with less and it's by Christine Platt and I thought it was a really good book because she took on the lens of um, consumerism in the black community mm-hmm. and how there's different um, aspects and, and things to look through a lens to look through that's different for black folks than it is for white folks because minimalism has been like this white centered focus thing and she really wanted to look at how much she was consuming and like because it started off with her wanting to um pare down her closet and it just it just spiraled from there paring down your closet somehow turns into like this keyhole into the another universe it does it does it really does and it it made it's a gateway drug yeah we were coming up with this episode and it was like you know it's hard because you've been conditioned to be such a shopper. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To consume things. And 
shopping isn't an activity. Like, it's almost like a hobby. And it's like, when you don't got no money to go shop, well, shoot, I guess I'm going to stay in the house. What I'm going to do? Shopping is a real life activity for me. I realize I have spent years of my life shopping. Yeah. Years. You got to think our mom was a shopper. Is a shopper. And not like a consumer, but yeah. like a shopper. Yeah, not like, like just buy. Like you, she would go to store. Now, the just she would just look around. Like I'm going to look. I'm just want to look at this stuff, you know, and, and see some things. I'm very retail centric. Like I love retail. Like seriously, as I'm saying it, I you feel love, a sense of relaxation. You love merchandising. I love merchandising. All the all the way. I mean, it is calming to go into a nicely merchandised space that's neat and all the things are laid out and hold on let's do a guided let's do a guided meditation real quick (laughs) okay so whenever i feel super stressed out like i just cannot take anything else anymore from anyone or anything i imagine walking in to anthropology now don't think about the racism that they had during the panini just stay with me okay All right, so you're walking into anthropology. First of all, you're you're seeing this cute store that already has a great window dressing. And you're like, gosh, I want to go in there. And you've got the time, so you do. As you walk in through the beautiful glass doors, you step into a small piece of cobblestone that looks like, God, who put this here? And then as you wonder that, you are wafted with the beautiful smell of scented candles that smell good, not bad good. You don't even know what that fragrance is. Is it freesia? Is it musk? Is it is it frankincense? I don't know, but I love it. And now you see the racks and the well-merchandised round tables near the front. You see cute trinkets. You see artisanal tops made by Sri Lankan women who really need the activity of making shirts for white women. Stay with me. You see beautiful trousers. You see glittery little knickknacks that you don't know where you'd put them, but for some reason you want to bring them home with you. You see the monogram mugs. Ah, and as you uh, delight yourself in the smell of these wonderful, unknown scented candles, you feel the amber lighting because for some reason there's always great lighting in anthropology. It's not bright, it's not dark, it's like amber it's like sunset and as you walk in and you look at things that you really like but you know you can't afford you go to the back and in the back there are all these cute candle holders something's in the ceiling we don't know what it is but it's well crafted like joanna Gaines made it there's a beautiful bed it's made up with white linen and even though you know you can't have white sheets at your house it just looks so good in there the beautiful quilts the wonderfully embroidered pillows and then you think man I'm gonna walk through the clearance because maybe somehow I can bring some of this home you get into clearance and you realize you can't but it's okay you see these cute little coffee table books that have doors to windows to lives that you know you can't live but you're okay with it now the people greet you you smile at them they smile at you because you both know you ain't buying shit in here you walk out And you think, gosh, I'm going to get a Starbucks because that was exhilarating. And ladies and gentlemen, she just described the opening scenes of the movie Confessions of a Shopaholic. (laughs) 
And so that segues us to uh, the shopaholic bought things. I didn't. I said you didn't buy anything in anthropology. You didn't buy anything in anthropology, but you sure did buy something at TJ Maxx. Yes, you did. Yes, Home did. goods. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, did. Walmart. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Target. Oh yeah, you, you did. did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Come on, <laughs> tell me what I don't want to hear. Yes, y'all, we are going to live talk about some questions. Give Laura a quiz to find out if she's a shopaholic because the girl loves to shop. She's got packages coming every week every other week to the house she bought something new she bought a top she went to clothes mentor she found something uh (laughs) she's found something she's found her a new outfit y'all not a whole outfit an accoutrement uh, to things I already have. Uh huh. Yeah. All I right. Come on. Let's that. do it. Let's you, do it. Now nah, we can't. We will say. Don't feel so bad, cause now we both know that I am addicted to finding a deal. Now that's my Bruh, That's my vice. If you ever see some orange clearance stickers, K Ray left you. If you be like, where is K Ray? Walk to the clearance. Yes. That's that. That's my beeline. I get in the store. I know where that clearance section is. Mm-hmm. It's in the corner. It's in the back. It's on the side. And I know what the color are of those clearance tags, depending on the store. They may be orange. They may be yellow. They may be red. I know where they are, and I'm going to find them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay. So we've got a quiz. Oh shoot. We're gonna do the glamour quiz. Because we did find a, a quiz on psychology today that is extensive. So yeah, it's, a, it was it's long. looking like it's trying to get into your real psychological thinking. I have to or, take that on my is own. This a di- that's not just, oh, I shop too much. That's a diagnosis. Bruh. <laughs> as long as this quiz is, yes, that's a diagnosis. <laughs> it is. Oh, my goodness. We were like, mm, this is going to take too long. That's the whole podcast. Yeah. Mm. You got a real problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Glamour.com. The shopaholic test. Seven questions that reveal whether you have a shopping problem. All right. Let's see if Laura has a shopping problem. Question number one. America, America has a problem. <laughs> you think about shopping or buying things all the time. True. 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 It's on your mind. As soon as you wake up, like, mm, I saw me a cute outfit on Eloquii the other day. I need to see if it went, mm, went on sale. I might need to get that. It goes with my green skirt. And I is this a my What's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Okay, question number two. Mm-hmm. You shop or buy things in order to change your mood. You're feeling down. You're feeling sad. You're feeling mad. You're feeling glad. On some unconscious level, you, uh, you, you need a you need a, you need a thrill. You need to pick me up. Uh, you're bored. No, not boredom. Sometimes, if I get anxious, I shop more than I would normally. Okay. Sometimes my emotional standpoint can affect how much I shop. Okay. So I guess I'm gonna have to say yes to that. Mm-hmm. I definitely say yes. Yeah, I I say yes to that. I'm feeling, I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah, if I'm having some feelings where I I don't, I'm just feeling I I have found the book let me know. Like, I really hadn't shopped a whole lot during the book, you know, while I was writing the book. But, like, leading up to the book signing, Mm -hmm. I probably shopped a little more 
just because like shopping relaxes me. So some of my anxiety was soothed by mm. like, let me make it, you know, I, I'll need a few things to wear when I show up and get on camera. So yes, I'll say yes to that one too. Okay. Question number three. Shopping has made you miss a daily obligation, like work or an appointment. Not intentionally. Like, maybe when I used to work, like, more intensely on the phone, I would, like, look at an online shop just to, like, ignore people. But, like, no. I, I'm not going to not do what I have to do so I can shop. Yeah. That, that That's definitely intense. Yeah, that's, that's a, intense. That's a compulsion right there, I'd say so. Yeah. Number four. You need to shop, buy more and more to feel as good as to feel as good about it as you used to. Oh, I see. Sorry, I'm messing up that question. You need to shop more and more to feel as good about it as you used to. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's same intense. amount of shopping. <laughs> same amount of same shop. amount of shopping. No increasing. Uh, you try to shop less, but you can't. You know what? I'm going to say no to that because I don't know if I've genuinely tried to shop less. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I've never tried to shop less, like, genuinely. No, uh, no I mean, I've had, I think I did, a, like, a, a few years ago, I did a no-spend mm-hmm. uh, month. or I think I did a no-spend, like, season. Mm-hmm. I was like, I ain't buying nothing else. Now, this fall, every time I get something, I've been thinking, you know, I'm really done for fall. I really don't need anything else. And then I go out and I've seen other things that mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I set out on a true vendetta to not, you know, like I didn't have a true hard agenda. It was just soft. Like, you know, I don't think I need anything else. And then I think something else when I'm in a store. So I'm going to say no to that because I haven't genuinely gone on it. But I have been considering a no shop. A no shop. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Question number six. You feel bad if something prevents you from shopping, buying things. Ain't that natural? Mm. To feel bad that something stopped you from shopping? Uh, I mean, if there's something I want and I can't get it, it's not a a deep... I'm not depressed. (laughs) I'm disappointed. Uh, mm, okay question number seven you shop so much it makes you feel bad is it a genuine feel bad (laughs) (laughs) is it a genuine feel bad yes i do shop enough to the point where sometimes i think maybe had i not bought as many clothing items i could have done something else i could have went on a different trip or something Mm -hmm. but then i think is that what i really want or did i want these i don't know i don't know the answer to that that i don't know the answer to that one Mm -hmm. it sounded like america has a problem america America has a problem you silly well i'd say according to this quiz you you're not a shopaholic it's not you're not diagnosed no 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 but you you i think you are borderline borderline you have a real deep relationship with your wardrobe um yes it is a deep relationship i i spend time with it yeah you are you're you're professionally curating your wardrobe Uh, yes I think I think on a prof like this, a professional level. I think 
it's on that level. I think it's I would say. I just said I spent years shopping. Well, you know what? As I get older, the shopping is dip. It comes into different spaces. Mm-hmm. I think in my twenties, I consumed a lot. Mm-hmm. I consumed a lot. There was a new trend. I want to try it. I don't do that as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I think now it, it is a true curation. Even when I was shopping yesterday, I didn't buy a blazer because I felt like the fit wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. So I put it back. Um, but I did buy something else that was a little bit more expensive. Well, okay. Expensive to to me. <laughs> expensive to me in the thrift store. But it felt like such a good quality item, something that I wouldn't have to replace a lot, that I did I splurged and I got it. Yeah. Uh, but somebody else would not consider this a splurge. In my mind, I don't be feeling like there's not, I've spent too much money. I feel like I need to elevate my lifestyle so that I can comfortably spend these money on clothes. <laughs> America has a problem. America. <laughs> I, I'm America. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. me, I'm America. I, I do think I want to get it in check. I do want to like... I don't know, I want to pull the whip out a little bit on myself and kind of, like, scale back. Mm-hmm. And I've been feeling a natural progression of scaling back, but I could I could go harder. Yeah. I could go harder. You could go hard in the pit. I feel like NeNe Leaks, where she was like, I could be a six or an eight, <laughs> but, but I, I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I could not shop for it. And like I said, I do feel like I'm done shopping for the fall, winter season. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of make little updates every season. Like, how can I make this fresh? Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I find true enjoyment in shopping, and I don't want to change my hobbies. I'm old. (laughs) I can't. I can't. That's funny. I am. I'm getting old. I'm getting old, and I like shopping. Like, some people like football. Some people like macrame. Mm-hmm. Some people bird watch. I shop. You shop. It's cool. And you look great. You look great. Unlike me, who doesn't have a problem with looking bummy. You don't and, even look bummy right like, now. Like, you know. Your so. bummy looks re- well curated today. Like the boots, the hoodie. <laughs> it's just cash. Just cash. Ooh, I do want to end the podcast on this note. Because I had this like deep thought the other day. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound horrible, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, um, I was thinking about how people kind of like the well-dressed friend always gets like, don't be coming up in here overdressed. Like, I just showed this cute dress to my best friend. She was like, don't wear it. She was like, that is so cute. Don't wear it to my birthday party. And I, she didn't say it like this. She, I think she just really like, don't be showing up all sexy answers to my birthday <laughs> I know. I've said that to you. Like, I know. because like you say, we looking cute. But don't be looking too cute. And I was like, why is it my fault that everyone else is not going to be dressed? (laughs) Like, I'm, you invited me. You clearly knew I was getting dressed. Like, you'd be like, Laura, we opened up an envelope. Oh, okay. Well, then let me get my outfit together. Like, leave your, you know, your friends will get dressed. Just just leave. Even if you don't feel like getting dressed, leave them alone. Because they're going to do it. Because that got to think extra hard on how to scale back. On the meanness. We shouldn't. We shouldn't ask people to scale back. We shouldn't ask people to scale back. You look fabulous. You look fabulous. And then uh, I think people shouldn't, we also shouldn't worry about being overdressed in any situation. You, you put on what you wanted to put on. And if you look fabulous and everybody else don't, then that is what it is. Hey, even if you don't look fab, even if you tried something and it doesn't look fabulous, let it go. <laughs> let it go. We all got to try I know I had some misses. <laughs> I've seen, I've looked back at it like, damn, I really, 
in my head. That looked it better. <laughs> it always helps me refine it, though. Like, I see what I did wrong here. I could have changed this or that or, you know, it needed this. But, girl, go ahead. Sometimes, you know, when you see an outfit and it be like, I really like that. I want to wear it just like how I'm looking at it. You know, sometimes you got to wear it to find out that that don't really work don't on work you. you. Doesn't work, doesn't look good. But it's okay. It's but okay. But have fun. Have, have some fun. fun. Have fun. And keep bringing the sauciness to the spaces. Mm-hmm. I know they get real saucy when they have, like, the spaces, like, of sustainability or just any of these minimalist spaces that seem kind of, like, beige and granola and oatmeal. And then, like, we come in and we bring the fuchsia, the green, the black, Ooh, the red, yes, the purple. Yes, yes. Like, keep making it saucy for us, yes. sisters. Bring the color. The sisters bring the print. Bringing the sauce to the sustainability space. Yes. And I'm appreciating it on every high level. Mm-hmm. All the spaces. All the spaces. All the time. All the time. All right, well, let's wrap up this episode let's wrap up this is episode 10 10. this is wrapping up season three you know season three is a wrap oh my god i can't believe it i feel like we should have came harder should we have come harder for the Um, last episode i wanted to keep it light i wanted to have some fun i wanted to be like spa water yeah spa water i wanted to have some fun have some laughs and just you know wrap it up great because we've been we've been real consistent this season i think i think so i I really do this season has been super fun i think we're going to have a the next season i feel like hold on to your girdles girls yes we're gonna bring the fire fire it's gonna be like top five rappers dylan 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 uh <laughs> it is it is it's a lot in store for next season and don't worry we still got some bonus footage yeah. you never know we might pop up with something a little special before season four yeah we got a little bit uh exclusive unreleased footage and we're gonna share with y'all and some little bit of bonus content so definitely make sure that you're up on our social media platforms uh, make sure you're up on Instagram. We're also on TikTok, um, Facebook. So please be looking out for that because you're going to get some really good nuggets of some unreleased footage. Yes, we are going to hit you with the eight piece and the Polynesian sauce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just how you like it. So, yeah, we're wrapping up episode 10. We're closing out season three. Be sure to please send us any questions yes 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 any episode recommendation requests um because we definitely do want to provide you with some bonus content but we want to provide you with what you want it's a give and take situation so if there's anything you want us to talk about please hit us up hit us up on social media uh hit us up on email dimwisegirls at gmail.com just hit us up um Yes, because we would uh, we would love to answer some of your questions or talk about something y'all want to hear about. Um, yes, yes, so excited, so excited, so excited! I can't wait. Actually, thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, we truly appreciate y'all. We truly appreciate it. You really don't have to listen to this podcast. You have so many choices. <laughs> so the fact that you kick it with us once a week is is truly a blessing, yes. and we feel super honored by it. 
um, we've more than anything, we actually feel utterly shocked. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're like, oh, so somebody so listen? listen? Ooh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and that's a good thing because that just means me and you are having so much fun. Yeah. That we don't even care if people listen. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. No, we I know. care. We care. But no, we was going to do this anyway. So, yes, we're wrapping up season three. We're wrapping up episode 10. We love you all so much. We truly hope that this provided, like, some good, fun, kiki space. And until season four. We're going to catch y'all on the flip side. Peace. Word to the wise. You can check out all of today's film and TV references, as well as where to follow Them Wise Girls on all social media platforms. In today's episode description, Them Wise Girls is a Wise One production and executive produced by Laura Wise and Catherine Wise Ryan. Our theme song was written, produced, and performed by Vibe One. Oh, and if you didn't hear the name, just Them Wise Girls. Wise Girls.